Okay, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Hey, Amber, how are you? Hey, Maverick, good to see you. Thanks for inviting me tonight. We're, we're going to have a great show today. Yeah, I see uh, Mel's here, so we're going to bring her in one second here. Let me just bring in the radio stations real quick. I want to welcome everybody from 105.7 to Phase, Patriot Radio, Earth Radio, MBR, Military Broadcast Radio, UG Media, Paisley Radio, FCM Live, Sword Radio, Crystal Radio, Replay Radio, The Hit Network, West Rand Radio, Express Radio Station, Frantic Vibes Radio, W. L-E-O 26.7, J. Parker Radio, and our newest station, Community OBS Radio in Alabama. All right. Well, the list is getting longer and longer here. Right? Congratulations. <laughs> so good to see you growing, growing, growing the program. So that's awesome. All right. Let's... Oh, my gosh. It's going to be a great show. So you've invited uh, Mel K to the program. So Absolutely. it's going to be a phenomenal show today. Right. Let me bring in Mel here. There she is. Hey, Mel. Hello. Hey, hey Mel. Welcome to the show. Finally, we've been talking about it for a long time. <laughs> the world keeps getting crazier, so yes, we it does any number of things we can get into. So, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming. I mean, you know, we. Uh, I know. I, I I I spoke with Rob back when we went to Miami to the Reawaken tour. We were trying to get hooked up with you then, but then uh, I don't think I don't think you were you didn't come uh well, i was only there briefly because my parents lived down there so oh, okay. I, I i came in and came out and then we moved uh we lived in manhattan we moved actually to florida full time so it's been a crazy uh six months since then so we're back on track and i'm really excited that we finally got together absolutely so you left manhattan and you're back in florida is that correct yeah yeah oh my gosh died. you're out of the communist state and into yeah. freedom wow that's hard great. you know i spent 18 years in, in uh california at los angeles west hollywood mm -hmm. and I, I left there because it became too too communist i moved back to manhattan and then that became too communist so uh and even worse we were there and, and when the big influx happened with the you know, it seemed like overnight 80,000 illegals were bust into our neighborhood. And then uh, we moved down here and uh, we're living in free state of Florida at this point. So I think I've shaked uh, my way off of and out of uh, the communist controlled America. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, when you worked in uh, when you worked in Hollywood, I'm sorry, Maverick. Nope. But uh, when you worked in Hollywood, I thought you spent also some time in Florida. Didn't you spend some time in Florida? Yeah, my parents have lived in uh, Palm Beach for the last 30 years. So uh, being a writer and a, and a producer and all that kind of stuff, you fail a lot in Hollywood. <laughs> So, so every time I uh, something ended or something didn't go or something got canceled, you got to kind of come up with something new. So I was lucky enough to be able to go home and then go back to L.A. and try to sell something else or figure mm -hmm. something out. So, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time in both Florida and uh, and California during my 20s and 30s. Uh, what so what what part of florida are you in because we're in florida also uh, oh we're, i'm in west palm beach uh right down uh between you know if people don't know it's between like miami and orlando right in the middle okay yeah we're on the west coast we're uh between uh naples and fort myers well, oh there's a lot of patriots out there so <laughs> yeah. that's good you're around good company yeah um so yeah i mean there's been a lot going on i mean uh 
with all this uh, stuff with Trump and everything, and um, I know um, uh, we had a good time at the uh, Reawaken tour. Uh, I mean, we'd met a lot of good people, and uh, that was our first one. So we were, oh, wow. we were real excited to be there, and um, we got to meet a lot of good people, and, you know, we've networked a lot, you know, with a lot of people uh, from the tour. Uh, have yeah, that's the-, the whole goal, you know. That's that's why, you know, I'm excited to be here, and I, I, I'm excited to go on shows with different people from different places that have different backgrounds. And um, and the Reawaken at Market Tour to me was such a gift, and it was really needed. When we started it in the very beginning, it was actually the Reopen America Tour while we were still locked down in Tulsa and Clay and uh, Clay came up with it. General Flynn was all in. Uh, and from that point on, we created kind of a family, went around the country. And the best part was meeting people and meeting people, um, learning about other podcasters, learning about local politicians. And, you know, it got a bad rap and, and all the idiots and media matters and that would attack it. But you know what? It was uh, to me, it was like nothing else. It was, it was fun felt heard they felt like they mattered again it was, especially during the lockdowns and then it evolved i thought into a, a really amazing time i mean it was like a, you know a patriot woodstock you got the food you got the music you got the prayer you got speakers that talk about things like i do with globalism and, and the un and then you got speakers talking about health and freedom and yeah i just think it's an amazing thing we have our very last one is coming mm-hmm. up and i'm sad to say in uh, detroit but uh, that'll be a big, good one too. But I'm glad you guys got to do it. Yeah, I, I'm glad. You know, um, Amber. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Amber. Amber has her own podcast as well, the Amber May Show. Um, oh yeah, Goose, I've seen Amber before. Yeah, so Goose couldn't be with us, so that's I why her. you know I had I had Amber fill in for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because Goose is in Las Vegas right now, so um. yeah, I'm the Goose sub in for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, that's not Goose there. No, I um, should have put Goose as my name tonight. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Goose, for standing up, your friend. But it's all right; the show must go on. So here oh, we are. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, what do you think about all this? Um, you know, all, all these things with Trump. Um, I mean, you know, there's so much talk that. Uh, you know that he's going to be convicted on at least one of the mm-hmm. you know many charges that are they're trying to pin on him and and stuff like that i mean i know we've had all various various opinions on this show we you know we we allow anybody to come on and give us their opinion and uh we've had some believe that you know he will be convicted before before super tuesday and then others who say no and you know, so what is your take on all that? Well, you know, I'm at a place in this journey after four and a half years of uh, podcasting. And then also, you know, I, I was a screenwriter for a long time. So I'm at a point where I just wake up every day and I just ask God to make me useful in whatever his plan is, because I have no idea what's going to happen at this point. But what I do know and what a lot of people do not know, I don't think, is that the people behind Russiagate, the people behind the Mueller report, the people behind these are supra uh, national bureaucrats. They, they're unelected. Some of them work for multinational law, lawyer um, law firms and are lawyers. 
uh, all of them are aligned with us. Because I don't right now, personally, I don't believe there's a left and right Republican and Democrat right. at all. You know, I, party. I, yeah. yeah, I truly believe that we are a captured nation. But my belief is that we are captured by a globalist billionaire oligarchy. Mm -hmm. And because uh, my show is a lot about following the money, and that's mm -hmm. how I look at a lot of this. But I have to tell you, all of the lawsuits, every single one of them, uh, Fannie Willis, uh, Smith, uh, Letitia James, this ridiculous uh, E. Jean Carroll, all of them above them are the same exact lawyers and operatives that were behind the Russia Gate. They are the same guys, Eisen, Weissman, everyone involved in the Mueller report all of the people behind there so basically they went through the whole thing in the year leading up to 2020 election with transition integrity project they did what they had to do uh, as molly ball's article in time clearly laid out with norm eisen being front and center who is uh, obviously was obama's uh uh in um what was he his ethics czar but he was obama's friend from harvard uh law which i call the poison ivy league law school and then um and then norm eisen and david brock of, of democracy matters and, all, and media matters and all these people they regrouped in 2020 and they were going by any means necessary to put anyone away uh, and, and change the laws and manipulate everything to silence anyone who questioned the election. And more than that, they started mm -hmm. planning that day for him to run again in 2024. And they put out a playbook of all the ways that they could indict him. And, and I believe through their NGOs that are funded by this globalist billionaire oligarchy, they're very easy to see Soros being one of them. Um, they all went to work again. They started all new NGOs. Uh, like um, Project Democracy. They all have democracy in it, which we're not a democracy for a reason. Right. And, um, yeah. you know, and then they went to it and they have been planning since 20, uh, since the minute that they pulled off the heist in 2020 to make sure Donald Trump never got back into office by any means necessary, mm -hmm. straight up Machiavellian. And the saddest part is they have all these um, supposedly bipartisan voter groups all over the country that they fund with Zuckerberg and everyone else. And I'll tell you right now, these people don't think that you and I deserve a vote, but they right. don't think that Democrats deserve a vote either. They certainly don't think RFK Jr. voters, they don't <laughs> just think anyone deserves a vote. Yet they pretend that all the things they are doing are for voter to, to, to expand voting. That is such a lie. They don't think any, these people are above our government. They don't think any of us matter. There are people that believe they're nonsense or just useful idiots. And at this point, they'll do anything they can. I still believe that Trump will be the nominee. So uh, it doesn't really matter what they do, but I do want people to understand the same criminals behind uh, Russiagate, the both phony impeachments, the Mueller report, they are still the exact same lawyers and lawfare <laughs> experts that are writing all of this stuff and then handing them to their puppets of in, in Georgia, in the Smith case, in New York. I mean, we are dealing with a criminal enterprise that is using law as a weapon in such a disgusting, despicable way. And I just hope and pray that all of that is used against them. But the now, is, I know you follow the, I know yeah. you follow the globalists a, a lot. And I love that about you and what you do, because I, I do believe that to be true, that they are in control. I don't know if you've seen the latest on Carrie Lake and what happened this last week. Did you follow that at all? That story? Yeah, I, I I did, and it's uh it's not a surprise to me. I knew a lot about what happened in Arizona, and again, I tell you that this same group of people, led by Norm Eisen and uh you know Democracy Alliance and all of these, it, it's that it's those people 
that are doing almost everything that we're watching. I would not be surprised if it's that same group of people behind the bribe that was proposed to her. Um, when you when you tra trace it down to the money, you're going to find um, they have like groups Indivisible, Audacity. They have Civic Tech and Life, which is Zuckerberg. But it's the same group of people, Omidar, um, the Rockefeller Brothers, Gates Foundation, um, obviously the Zuckerbergs, Open Society, Reed Hoffman. So again, we have a group and they are not they are not for America's survival. Mm -hmm. They are also running the controlled demolition of America. We're in mm -hmm. a color revolution. And these guys, especially Eisen, happen to have orchestrated color revolutions all over the world. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, their goal is to align with Agenda 2030. They have sold out our nation. People think these are American companies mm -hmm. like the BlackRock owns. No, no, no. They're global companies. They make a lot more money in China than they do here. And they don't care about the only thing that, I keep saying, you know, the old thing with Trump was they're not after me, they're after you and I'm in the way. I happen to believe they're not after America, they're after the world and America is in the way. And that is where we, the people, have to realize that each and every one of us as a citizen has a duty and, and in our DNA to stand up as individual citizens more than anything else right now, because we're not just standing for America. Honestly, the American people are standing for freedom everywhere right now. Yeah, just like you said. Um, so Zuckerberg, he is involved in Arizona. He obviously gave money to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. But an article came out of the Federalist not that long ago up in Coconino County, which is northern Arizona. And supposedly it's a Democrat stronghold. But if it was such a Democrat stronghold, this dark money wouldn't need to be flowing to persuade people to vote Democrat because supposedly it's a Democrat stronghold, which tells me they're manipulating the elections up there. And some of the alliances that you're talking about are U.S. Alliance for Elections, Excellence, the Center, just like you said, Center of Civic Design, the Election Group, the Center for Tech and Civil Life. Yeah, and these it. groups are using Zuckerberg money and other money to pour into our state to manipulate the elections. And I wonder if these are some of the organizations, because our former or just recent former GOP chair was saying, um, the people in Washington, D.C. are telling him to pay off Carrie Lake. And obviously they didn't want her to be governor because that's a much more powerful state uh, seat than a U.S. senator because she would have um, um, administrative powers to shut down the border or what have you. And do you think these are the same organizations that the guy was talking about, Jeff DeWitt, about Washington, D.C., the people that are paying the money to silence Carrie Lake and to... Um, interfere in multiple counties in Arizona and maybe other states like Michigan, Georgia, so on. Yeah, and so forth. 100%. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I think influencewatch.org is the most important place for people to go to look up this stuff and then always go to the funding. Because what you're going to find is it's um, these people are aligned with. Uh, the 1630 project, that um, 65 project that was going after all the lawyers that questioned the election, but also mm -hmm. crew, which is uh, Citizens for Responsible Ethics in Washington, also started by David Brock of Media Matters and Norm Eisen. Um, we got the States United Democracy Center that is behind what you're talking about, which is all these, um, anyone that tried to, in any legislature, in any county in this country, tried to implement uh, voter ID or checking of signatures or um, going back to actual uh, absentee ballots instead of mail-in ballots. This group was a bunch of lawyers that went in and destroyed these people uh, with lawfare as much as they could. 
Um, and that goes also to, um, there's a document people should look at. They can go, I have a great resource page that's free, the mm -hmm. And on there, I have a section called Opposition Playbooks, where I put um, this document called uh, A Democracy Crisis in the Making, if you can imagine, by these same people that you're talking about. And it's written by Norm Eisen and others, uh, States United, Democracy Center, Protect Democracy, Law Forward, and it's all lawfare. They also created something called Replacing the Refs, a landscape of electoral denial in America. Same people, same money. And when you go into this, you're going to find that, um, like I re referenced that Molly Ball article where they where they admitted basically that all these global public-private partnerships and the multinational law firms and the unions and Eisen and others and Dreben and Weissman, that they all uh, got together basically to, um, you know, destroy any kind of uh, legitimate and uh, ethical and transparent election in 2020. Um, there's actually a whole group that they started called Just Security. Uh, it's a lot of people that were involved in um, the Transition Integrity Project that was involved in 2020 and I believe the pandemic and other things. But um, it's all these same people and all you and what I tell everyone to do is go down on Influence Watch when you see any of these groups in your local community. First of all, I've been saying to people, they all claim to be bipartisan. So mm -hmm. we should all be showing up at their meetings. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, OK, I get it. But let's show up at their meetings and see what they're saying and and who's there and what they're doing. You know, somebody trained Ruby Freeman. Somebody trained all of these people. You know, and it's these groups. And then um, and then the other thing to remember is that uh, a lot of their funding is because they're bipartisan. So, you know, we should go show up there. But the money's going to go back to the same people. Uh, you know, obviously, always open society is involved. But um, there's a whole bunch of people. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Carnegie Foundation, MacArthur Foundation, Ford Foundation. It's always the same 10 billionaire uh, Omidar. And you wonder, like, why is why are they why do they do this? And it's because yeah. they are in on. I believe that when Obama signed on to Agenda 2030 and 2015 without telling the people of the United States, uh, and they committed to the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, that that was it. I really do believe that they um, and all these people are Obama operatives. This is obviously Obama's third term. Uh, scarily enough, I think that Obama might get a fourth term, uh, yeah. not, not with Joe Biden. No, uh, Michelle. Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, at this point, um, we are fighting a battle that we can't lose. But at the same time, there's so much division on our side that it's um, it's uh, it's disappointing to watch what's happening right now on social media to me. Oh, I, I totally agree with that 100%. Um, and it's so sad that how much of these non-governmental, as you call NGOs, control so much of what we do. And it, what's so sad is these people you would think would want to love, they are born here, raised here, you would think they'd love, love our country. But no, you find out that they hate our country because they want to consolidate power. But you know what? Ultimately, it doesn't work. You want to know why it doesn't work? Because all these people are selfish and they all want power for themselves. And eventually, there'll be so much infighting, it will collapse because they will be fighting for power amongst the power-hungry people. So it's not a sustainable model, but they're making our life miserable until they can reach supposedly this goal. But I don't think it's going to 
I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I don't, I think they're going to lose. What do you think, Mel Kay? Well, I think first of all, the fighting on the conservative side, especially among Trump supporters and uh, DeSantis supporters, and are you really for Trump? Or are you on yeah. the Trump? Da da da. It is so disturbing. Luckily, I got kicked off of uh, ever, YouTube, but also of Twitter three and a half years ago. I got back on, but they're not letting me grow. So I have a very small account and I watch these giant accounts and it is so disappointing. Yeah. First of all, it's disappointing that they don't, none of them seem to know what's going on. And if they do, they're certainly not articulating it in any way that uh, unites people. Right. Second of all, they're dividing themselves and they don't understand that the other side is a well-oiled machine without dissent mm -hmm. the other side pays their influencers they pay their rioters they pay the mm -hmm. their operatives the, our side we don't the billionaires on the right don't profit off of the controlled demolition of america the billionaires on the left are globalists they want the controlled demolition of america that is the discrepancy between money so our side doesn't doesn't pay people to show up at meetings, mm -hmm. doesn't pay people to start groups, doesn't pay people to march in the streets. The other side does and willingly and happily because that's how you create a controlled demolition of allowing America to implode from within. China hasn't had to do anything more True. than influence our media and fund a lot of stuff to have us destroy ourselves. True. And the worst part is watching uh, true patriots, I believe true patriots that love this country, go at it day after day on who's more of a patriot, who's more honest, who's uh, who's on the right side. It really shouldn't matter. And it's got nothing to do Thank with you. I am in so many groups, Mel Kay, because I'm very involved locally. And I agree with you 100%. Like that is not pushing the needle forward to getting like what that. we need to get done. You, you know, I have been walking life. streets. I have been door knocking because I'm right. a local precinct committeeman. I'm literally oh. on the streets as well as doing a show, as well as, you know, being a mom and a wife and working for a financial planner. I mean, I'm doing it all. Like I'm trying to do it all to save my country. You. And, awesome. you know, I'm so tired of the infighting and, and, focusing on who's the better who's the better patriot or who loves trump more or who doesn't love trump more who's the that is not going to move the needle we need to focus on what's going to matter and you said indivisible and i highlighted indivisible about a year ago on my show and it's and i just did it last week again and now i see that it's making rounds on social the media same money it's the and same you will money. see Yes, if you go to their website, how organized they are targeting for sure in my state, they're targeting David Schweikert. He is not the strongest patriot in the world. He's probably one of more moderate to whatever. But if we lose that seat, we lose the majority in Congress. So they're going after his because his area is like close to a 50-50 split. They are targeting the 50-50 splits. They they are so strategic in every state and where they're going to talk. They have the talking points already going out. I mean, the plan is perfect and they're doing a good job. So yeah. I've been telling all my local patriots here, we need to reverse it. So it might be too late right now because our primary is coming up in March. So it's probably too late now, unless we really get our butts in gear, get everyone signed up with enough signatures to be on the ballot. But even if we lose, let's say, just for an example, my state, Arizona, the state legislator for this next two years, and it falls to Democrats. 
I want to run just like they've been doing for us, a Democrat in name only, a dino basically. So I want to run a conservative in those Democratic areas that are totally supposedly blue or those 50-50 splits along with a Republican. Because what have they been doing to us all these decades? They've been running both of their candidates on both sides of the ballot so they can't lose. So that's what I'm trying to encourage our patriots, whether you're in Colorado, California, Washington State, New York, where you're from, or here where they're trying to corrupt this state, or Texas, Texas, they're going after hard. They've almost got this state, so they're not putting as much effort in this state as they are in Texas. Um, but our state is a very red state. You know Seth Casual. He came and spoke at our legislative hearing uh, a couple months back, and that video is on my website at theambermayshow.com. Hit the resource tab, go to the Maricopa Audit, and you'll see Seth Keschel's um, uh, legislative hearing testimony that he had. It was brilliant. And he demonstrated how Arizona is still very much a red state. But they manipulate it to where they want to flip it to make it look purple, but it's not purple. And when you take a company or an organization like Indivisible and they strategically have plans in place, you can't lose that way. You only lose like what Mel Kay said when there's so much infighting. Who's the better patriot? Who really loves Trump? Who doesn't love Trump? Who's that's we're not doing anything <laughs> fighting against ourselves meanwhile the other side is gaining traction exactly. so i'm so tired of this are people going to join us as precinct committeemen when we fight inside or are they going to join us when they're attracted that we have a plan in place too that we can fight back too and that we aren't going to lose because we're doing this 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 and this and this when we're structured and have a plan then we win but the more like mel k said in this divide i i'm so tired of hearing all these chatters on twitter or in these other telegram groups that are just picking on each I'm so tired of it because it's not going to help us win at all. No, we need it. We need to unite this party. And and, and right now we're not, I, I, in my opinion, we're not a united party right now. I mean, I know Trump's trying to do that, you know, and, and trying to get everybody together, but we're, we're still not. I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, there's DeSantis people who, you know, just, you know, don't look, I mean, don't want to look at Trump. And then, you know, it's just, we have to come together as one or, or, or we're going to lose again. I mean, you know, we're, we're just not going to, you know, in, in my opinion, we haven't done enough to, to stop them cheating and doing what they did in 2020. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, we, we saw Pennsylvania come out and say that they're going to allow the ballots to be counted after the date. You know, I mean, you know, that's just, you know, we haven't fixed anything. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say nothing because I, I know Amber will dispute me on that. <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Exactly. Not enough. And I agree. I mean, I just yeah. think it's not enough. Yeah. I, and I think the one thing that that is being misunderstood on the bigger picture is that there is no democratic party these people when we talk about mm -hmm. they they are not democrats it is all the same money mm -hmm. it, it, you're talking about indivisible or um u.s uh, alliance for excellent in mm -hmm. elections or mm -hmm. democracy now or any of these groups they're all coming out of the same funding out of Arabella or New Venture Fund or Tides. Mm -hmm. And that means that they have the best PR people, the best advertising people, the best Hollywood people, all of that. Um, all these lawyers like Eisen and Weissman and all these people coming up with the, with the talking points and the graphics. And then they pop mm -hmm. them up all over the country mm -hmm. as like 
as like shell companies of, of election integrity groups. And it is such a machine, but the, but I think what would unite us possibly, I'm not sure. Cause I stay out of it. I mean, I, I two years ago, I changed my show a lot and I said, I'm just going in the direction of, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to follow the money. I understand the, the banking system worldwide. That's where I'm heading. If I can't prove it, I'm not talking about it. And that led me down a path mm -hmm. of finding a lot of experts in many different areas mm -hmm. and to kind of go a different direction and not depend on, you know, what I can't prove or can't see, but what I can. And one thing I know is that right now the RFK voters are about 20%. Okay. And, and the uh, Trump voters are probably about 45, 43, 45%. Both sides need to get together on free, fair, transparent elections. It does not matter if we agree on the candidate. What does matter is that those people who are they, and they are not Democrats, they are globalists who have hijacked mm -hmm. that party. They don't want either man. And what all of us should want, because Bernie Sanders sold out the Bernie bros, but RFK Jr. won't do that, in my opinion. So what we really should be doing instead of also fighting those people is we should be saying it doesn't matter who is the biggest a patriot, who's the biggest Trump person, who's a fake Trump person, who loves DeSantis, who loves RFK Jr. It should matter that we have free and fair elections where our votes are actually counted, because right now mm -hmm. the people that are setting up and, and they, I also believe if the majority of the American people see, we, we have a totally captured media as well. If mm -hmm. the more people watched our shows, that'd be great. And I think that's happening. But if the majority of the American people, and I mean left, right, gay, straight, white, black, Jewish, Christian, I don't care what you are. If they fully understood that a globalist billionaire oligarchy of people that do not believe in nation states anywhere, I call them the Fourth Reich, and I can prove that they want exactly mm -hmm. the same thing as the Third Reich, just this time, they mm -hmm. have no nation. They are a group of people that don't have any loyalty to any nation, to any flag, to any religion. They want power for power's sake. They want it now and they want it over. Okay. And then they include people from many nations, including our own. But if the people of the United States and our DNA from our founders, all of us that grew up with civics and with, with, you know, um, still we were taught real American history, understood that there was a bullying class of so-called aristocrats that believe that they are supranational, that do not believe that United States should exist and that none of our freedoms should be uh, anointed to us by God or by the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, and all of us will lose our freedom. I believe the American people would unite like nothing else. Mm -hmm. but nobody is telling them the truth, that right. the Democrats don't have a vote either. That nobody is having a vote right now because the votes are so saturated with fraud and with with uh, inner intervention that the people that are funding all of this, they don't think the Democrats deserve a vote either, frankly. They are a group of people that live in the Poison Ivy League and above, and they mm -hmm. believe that anyone like us, anyone, doesn't deserve a say on what happens to this nation going forward at all. So right now, to me, in America, 2024 is either you are for America, for the future of our sovereignty, our borders, language, culture, our constitution, our bill of rights, and our and our reinvesting in this nation and our security and our sovereignty and our and our growth, or you are against us. Mm -hmm. There is no left and right right now. So to me, right. all the people that want to keep going down that path, to me, they have no idea the stakes. They are still lost in some kind of idea that somebody's either coming to save us or this is just another election. It is not. It is the last stand against Agenda 2030. Mm -hmm. And that is that is where I feel like 
that's why it's heartbreaking watching all these people fighting. And right now we should actually be organizing with the RFK voters to make sure that the elections are safe. Then that would be what, 60% of us, or mm -hmm. at least well over 50% of us demanding free and fair elections that are counted and transparent. But instead, everyone's already fighting as if we're, we're you know, in a, in the summer of this year. And right now we have a chance. And I love what you're doing, mm -hmm. Amber, and, and all of that. But the people of the United States do not know the stakes. And it seems very eerily like Germany in the 40s. Because you know what? Those people ended up saying they didn't know what was going on mm -hmm. and decades. But guess what? Every single one of them had to have main conf in their house. So you know what? Either, either, you're, either you're for America or you're not. That's how I feel right now. I don't care who you're voting for. Well, what General Flynn says, and I, I have taken that to heart because I'm doing it here, is he said local action creates national impacts. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And in my one of my last shows that I did, and I really broke down the election interference. And it started out, I started out the show with a, a small town called San Luis in Yuma County. And Yuma County is up against California. And how this lady was caught, and she was even actually on a thousand, two thousand mules documentary, and she was caught ballot harvesting, um, and she start, she was caught doing that. She was convicted of it, and you know what? They make her vice mayor of San Luis. <laughs> Aren't they great? They just, they just laugh in our faces. That's how that's how arrogant they are. Yeah. See, if the American people really understood it, we don't like bullies in America. Okay, we don't like people coming in here and telling us what to do. People don't understand that we're captured and that is exactly what's happening. And that's why they do things like that. What do you, they gave a woman who totally made up a fake story that I can probably prove is fake just from my own experience in Bergdorf Goodman and New York City. And they gave her $83 million for a non-crime. Mm -hmm. and, and there are people on the left that think this is awesome. And you know what? Shame on them. They are not Americans. They will never fight for our country. But I think most honest people are watching what's happening and they're, they're embarrassed by what is going on in this country. And they're really looking right now for how and why is this happening. And then shows like Maverick's show and your show, Amber, and hopefully my show are where they can go to find the truth. And then mm -hmm. that's the best story about all of it is that we're here now and we're telling people and I will show up anywhere I can between now and November to empower people to stop fighting amongst yourselves or this country will not survive. And the powers that be are aligned globally and they, like Donald Trump once warned us because a lot of people didn't realize that Donald Trump was dismantling Agenda 2030. He just never said it out loud, mm -hmm. but he did say it at the United Nations that we would never be a globalist nation. We will always remain a sovereign nation and an America. And, and, and we would always auto-determine our future and we were not going to be global citizens. Well, guess what? 2024, it's not him this time talking. It should be every single American mm -hmm. citizen talking. No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, you know, it's, yeah, I just, I mean, it's gonna be an interesting year. I mean, <laughs> yes, <it laughs> to will. say the least, you know, yeah. uh, you just, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I hear people say, oh, well, Trump's going to save us, you know, or, or the military is going to step in and, and do this. And, you know, I just those things I can't wrap my head around, you know, the military intervening and, and, and all that. I just I hear know. all them, too. And, you know, I mean, I have to admit early in my journey, uh, even before the Mel K show, but when I would do some other shows, because I was always somebody. I'd written a screenplay a long time ago that involved the United Nations. So I always knew it was the biggest fraud perpetrated on humanity. It's such a lie. 
Um, but anyway, uh, I early on wanted to believe people that said that they had intel and that they knew all this mm -hmm. stuff. And I, I believed them and I hoped it was true because I couldn't believe that it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. sure. And now I'm at a point where, um, and I've been for two years where I say, I hope you're right, but I'm watching the enemy. You yep. can keep doing what you're doing and believe me, I would be so happy if any of that is true. If I would be so happy. All I'm telling you is that I watch the enemy and the enemy doesn't care. And that's the worst part because everything that they're putting out there about America, again, I do not believe they're after America. I believe they are after the world. And America mm -hmm. is in, in the way. way. Destroying yeah. America from the inside out, honestly, allowing us to destroy ourselves, which or, is- Exactly, I was just about to say the same thing. We're destroying ourselves. Yeah, we're doing yeah. it. We're doing it for them. You know, we're doing, yeah. we're doing the work for them. Yeah. Um, and then they mock us where they can and they point it out, like Amber said, and they make a total criminal, a hero, and they make heroes criminals. I mean, I'm friends with Peter Navarro. He's going to jail for four months. I for, can't for believe staying it. Loyal. He's 74 years old and he had an exemplary life and he did all those great things with the China deals. And I'll tell you what, he, the January 6th whole thing's a total fraud and he mm -hmm. was loyal to Donald Trump and he was mm -hmm. not going to testify in front of that committee and they're throwing him in jail while Hunter Biden bucked a, a subpoena and then mm -hmm. went in while they were discussing holding him contempt with a camera crew to make, making a documentary with his Hollywood lawyer and sat in that gallery mocking them. That's how disgusting these people are. And anyone mm -hmm. cheering on this, this travesty of what they're doing to our nation. And I'm telling you, I read, I read papers all over the world. That's why I always suggest people to go to my website, the melkshow.com resource page, because I have foreign papers mm -hmm. there that are legit. I mean, they're telling the truth. We people all over the world are cannot believe the American people are allowing this to happen to us. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I agree. I mean, I, I, I say that all the time. You know, I just, what is it going to take for people to stand up and, and you know, and, and, and say enough's enough? You know, I just don't, you know, and I, I get a lot of heat when I say these things, but I, I don't see it. You know, oh, I hear, oh, well, people are awake now. And no, they're not. We're not awake enough. I mean, you not, know. Not to the real stakes. No. They might be awake that something's very wrong or they might hope the military is coming or hope Trump's still in control somehow. Believe me. Right. He would be responsible for what's going on overseas if they're right. Okay. And if he is, then I couldn't back him. So I don't believe he's responsible for right. what is going on at the border. I or agree with you. The rest of the world. Right. But you know what? If these guys have super magic intel and, and they know something that I don't, even though I've been traveling with people that are in Trump's inner circle and his mm -hmm. family for three years, but they know something, or I don't know, Dan Scavina has given them some codes. Awesome. I, I mean, that is great news. And, and I would be happier than anyone. I would retire and I would go back to screenwriting and my regular every six to eight months having to figure out what I'm doing next, which is how I lived for 25 years. <laughs> Happily, if that was true. But, but you know what? I'm not willing to uh, bet to live in, in a land of hope. Right. You know, I don't believe... I believe we are in big trouble if these people uh, do what they need to do in 2024 and what will happen. You know, you guys both know and I know we don't have a, a democracy on purpose. Our mm -hmm. founding fathers, you know, you guys and I know, Amber, you especially have, uh, I know both of you, but you especially talk about this, too. Our founding fathers um, looked at every kind of government since the Bible. 
and they look through everything, Plato and Socrates and, and mm -hmm. Aristotle and Greece and Rome and the Westphalian model and every model. And they, they didn't, all of them were against democracy because 51% over 49% is the easiest way back to a, a monarchy and a mm -hmm. dictatorship. And, and a 51% majority ruling over a 49%, if they are evil and they are corrupt and they are violent and they are perverse, is worse than anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this whole idea, anywhere you see protect democracy or anytime I see democracy in a title of a G, uh, NGO, and there's some real bad think tanks like Brookings and some other ones too. But I'll tell you what, when, when you see democracy or they're destroying democracy, they're talking about globalism. Yep. That's exactly what they're saying. Yep. AKA globalism. You're absolutely right. What do you guys think about what's happening with the trucker convoy going to Texas? What are your thoughts on that guys? Maverick can take it. I'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea, but I, you know, I, I, oh, it brings me back to January 6th. You know, uh, you know, we we went there to, and then they they brought infiltrators in there and and caused all that stuff, and then look what happened. Good people got. Good people got um, arrested and, and in, in jail. I mean, we we just interviewed uh, Shane Jenkins, one of the ones that were arrested and put in jail. Wrong, yeah. Um, and you know, and he was telling us about you know what was going on there, and you know, and plus how they're treated in jail. I mean, you know, these guys are are were, were railroaded. I mean, yeah. you know, he really didn't do anything. I mean, he admitted that you know he 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 broke a window. Uh, you know, so he admitted to what he did. But I mean, he's he's in jail for I think he got eight years. I mean, eight years for breaking a window. Yeah, yeah. Sick. You know, and, I mean, and, you know, and there was a lot of chaos, and there were chaos actors. There was obviously a lot of feds. Uh, yep. Certainly, Yaganda Pittman and Nancy Pelosi. They have a lot to answer for. Um, I I do love these people. I know. See, first of all, I knew about this convoy from Kim Yeeter and Doc Chambers and these people back in January fifth was when she first reached out to me. So this has nothing to do with what happened with Abbott and SCOTUS. Or, okay. you know, maybe it does, but it, but not by the not by the organizers. And they a lot of them are uh, vets, real decorated patriot vets, which of course they targeted on January 6th. Exactly. And then also um, there are retired cops, retired firefighters, uh, people that doctors and nurses that uh, bucked uh, everything during the COVID. Like there's really good people that organize this. So when I saw um, the debates online and some giant, I call them Twitter liberties, these 500,000 more accounts, there's some that are such idiots and spreading. And I don't know if they know that they're idiots or they're just doing it on purpose. I'm not sure, but they're giant accounts on Twitter and they are on mm -hmm. everyone's feed, you know, mm -hmm. warning people, this is a fed, a fed event, whatever. Right. It's very, very sad to me because I know what they meant. Uh, I know these guys put in a lot of time and effort and energy. They put a lot of thought into what happened on January 6th and protecting themselves. The, the main guy leading it is, is really reputable and a good man. And I wish them luck and uh, God bless them. You know, I, I was I could never I get down there right now, so I wasn't going. But I, I do cheer them on, and I am happy for all these people. I see it happening in France. I see it happening in Germany. I see it mm -hmm. happening all over the world, and the rest of the world would like to see us doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, and the other thing is, all the people warning about it are basically saying that the the real perpetrators 
of the Fed surrection on January 6th? One, because the truth of the matter is that freedom equals sacrifice. And you know what? I, I've become pretty close with Jeremy Brown, who was an original, like one of patient zero of January 6th. Uh, they tried to get him to infiltrate the Proud Boys, as far as I can see. And he's in jail for six years, mm. uh, totally entrapped. I do shows with him from jail. And I'll tell you right now, what he would say was, do it. Don't do nothing. It's worth it. If you are going there, first of all, they're not going to the border. That's first right, of all. Right. Second of all, it has to be an individual decision on what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're willing to do and, and learn the lessons of January 6th. There's a lot of things you can do, but very sad that I see a lot of giant voices saying it's a Fed's erection, it's a setup, whatever. Yeah, it's it's got to be A, an individual choice, and B, the saddest part of that is that, you know, I because I'm very against all these wars, and I'd like to organize mm -hmm. with, uh, I have a lot of libertarian friends, I have friends that are voting for RFK, I have lots of obviously Trump friends. We should all be, I feel like, going to D.C., hundreds of thousands of us against the military-industrial complex, and the mm -hmm. endless wars, because they're all paid for by the same globalists that want to destroy our country and all nation states. So to me, it's so sad because the same thing would happen then. So if I got involved and I organized with with people from all different colors, even the Democrats that are anti-war, Republicans, you know, conservatives, libertarians, independents, anarchists, whatever, people that are against the military industrial complex and what they're trying to do, marching us to World War Three. Well, we would get the same story. They would say, don't go. It's a Fed direction. They're setting you up. And at that point, my heart would be broken. And I would say, well, then January 6th, Nancy Pelosi and her co-conspirators won. And I don't want that either. So we all have mm -hmm. to decide what's worth it. And if God forbid something happened, you got to be really smart. You got to keep on your own camera. You got to keep it, take your own pictures. Don't, don't put anything stupid online mm -hmm. and don't get caught up in the moment and make, and make yourself look away. Cause a lot of these people that got in trouble for January 6th, it's cause they posted stuff on Facebook and, and on their Instagram or whatever with with them saying things and that's it right, and, the, right. and the judges these corrupt judges this DC court should be dismantled the mm -hmm. judges are criminals and at the end of the day the truth of the matter is learn the lessons and if you believe that you are willing to suffer the consequences if it is a fed surrection then god bless you and go stand up for what you believe in and cuz i'm worried cuz i do I'm not worried about doing it, but I do want to, I'm involved and I'm, I'm trying to work with people to go and do a 10 times bigger march like Vietnam in DC against this military industrial complex and the bankers and billionaires that profit off of war and, and our children dying. And mm -hmm. they want to escalate it. And what, at that point too, it's going to be the same story. So I support these people and I would hope people would support anyone that wants to stand for what is right. I am like you. I am so tired of war. So tired of war. I'm over it. What do you mean? But I, I, my, I think that's what that's what the Democrats. I mean, well, that's what they want. That's what the military um, industrial complex wants. They want war, and I think, you know, the Democrats are willing to do anything to keep Trump out and and, and keep their power. And and I wouldn't be surprised if you know. I mean, I don't know if I'd go as far as we won't have an election, but I think that they, um, sorry, <laughs> phone. Uh, I don't think that, I think they would even go as far as the start of war. I mean, you know, to. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to do anything they can. Yeah. They're going to do 
anything they can. But the, but the, but the thing is that as long as we're divided, they're going to win. Yep. And that's where that's where the problem is. Even these people that want the national divorce, don't they understand that's what the globalists want? They want us into pieces. I mean, George Washington's farewell address. I said to everyone, just go read George Washington's farewell address right now, uh, mm -hmm. because it says exactly why we can't let that happen. Because cutting us into pieces, that how do you think Russia felt? They started cutting it into pieces and then they put it into all pieces and all those nations are weak. And they, they, they rely on this NATO one world military that's not defensive, that is, is behind a lot of this. Exactly. And, and you know, if, if we do, are divided, like, they, like a lot of people are talking about this national divorce, the globalists win. They want America then. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, look at the stakes and who are the players in the game. If you identify the enemy, you see it a lot better. The enemy is not, is, is not a party. The enemy has captured both parties. Right. And of our nation. And, and I think like if we just start talking like that and you know what, I don't care if somebody's voting for RFK Jr. If they want to stand with me to fight for the election to be free, fair and transparent and have every vote count, then they're my friend. That's how I feel right now. Sure. <clears throat> I agree with you, but I also think that they're getting so desperate. And if they're getting so desperate, then that means we're being effective. If they're that desperate to pull them, like they're so desperate with election interference that they're going to the court systems in these supposed Democrat states to take Donald Trump off the ballot. And thank God they're losing there. But, it, it, you know, I think a desperate move would be this war to keep Joe Biden in office or whoever, if it's going to be Michelle Obama or if it's going to be Gavin Newsom, whoever um, in office. That I mean, to me, that's desperation. If they're so desperate, I feel like they're so desperate that that should be a signal to us that we're effective. What do you guys think about that? I think they know a free and fair election done right where every vote counts and and is and there's no interference. Donald Trump wins in a landslide. Mm -hmm. So it's less desperation and more dealing with reality that they will not allow it to happen. George Soros said he would not allow it to happen. Um, Nancy Pelosi said, we, I will not allow it to happen. Joe Biden from a podium said, we will make sure that that is not allowed to happen. The word allowed should be the signal that who is allowing it or not allowing yeah. it. So to me, um, look, all I know is that I watch the enemy very closely and it's not even, it's, they are so far gone in their, in their, they don't care that we know, they don't care that we see them, they are all in. And the only thing that's going to stop them is us. Right. And, a lot, and too many people don't get it. I think more and more people do. I think we'll have mm -hmm. a big, uh, there will be a huge, which I'm looking forward to Detroit with the reawaken because we're pulling in a lot of people from local community there. I think that there will be a big surge of black community that just get it. They just get it. And also if they pull in Michelle, I do not believe the black community likes the Obamas. I don't okay. think so either. That's the sense I get. I could be yeah. wrong. But I kind of think, think I think that some do, but I think that many that are very that and what they believed in them and what did they do for them? Nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like black like what's matters. What did they do for them? Buy mansions for themselves but did nothing yeah, they made in the it black work. community. They took away their cops. That's yeah. what they did. They took away the cops, so now their kids in Harlem can't play outside safely right now because the mm -hmm. cops might not come. 
exactly. you know, or in the Bronx, at least where I am. So the people in the black community in New York City hate them. <laughs> you know, speaking of New York, I would love for you to paint a picture of what New York looks like for me. I am a border state. I understand the influx of illegals, but how has everything changed in the last four years in just New York alone? I'd love for you to paint that picture for me. Yeah, well, the first thing that changed in New York that a lot of people don't realize, first of all, New York is completely captured, and I think it's more by the CCP than anyone else, but that's just my take on what's happening in New York. And the reason I think that, because again, people have to remember, we just had Davos, that's the World Economic Forum, okay? The Chinese Communist Party were treated as the prom kings of Davos. They were the biggest delegation, and the number two to, to G was the guest of honor at Davos and nobody's bringing that up. So when nope. they talk about Davos and the World Economic Forum, people don't put together that that is the CCP. You know, they're in on it together and they're both in mm -hmm. on the destruction of America or they can't have their uh, agenda at 2030, which is the real goal of all these people. So um, I know the first thing that happened in New York, a lot of people don't know is that uh, when we were in two weeks to stop the spread, First of all, New York cleaned out overnight because a lot of people don't live in New York City. Um, they they commute in, so it's always so busy. And then the second the second they locked down, it felt like we were on a Woody Allen movie set in New York. <laughs> so it was really weird. And then um, and then in the two weeks to stop the spread, Cuomo came on stage with two equally nefarious people uh, that should worry everyone. That would be Bill Gates. And Eric Schmidt, formerly of Google, now of Schmidt Futures, who's behind the scenes at the AI and all the technology in the Biden White House. And uh, Cuomo says that this is during the stop the spread, that they're going to reimagine New York. And I looked at Rob and I said, OK, this has nothing to do with the virus in New York. It had nothing. And from that day on, when I tell you that every time we were outside, every everything, there's people putting things up. Manhole covers are open. You're seeing like new new towers going up. I mean, they turned New York for whatever, however far it was into a smart city before that. Oh, I was just going to say that to turn it into a full track and trace surveillance smart city. You use the phrase reimagine, reimagine, and that's what they use in the smart cities all the time. Reimagine cities. Oh my right. gosh. So wow. that was the first thing that happened that I was like, wow. oh God, we're in trouble here. But then, you know, we hung, I mean, we were on the, we were on tour and then we were also, I do a lot of small events around the country where I just talk about like the UN and the octopus of global control. So we were basically the entire COVID because we didn't have the vaccine in New York City, you needed a vaccine passport. I couldn't even get my hair cut in New York City. We couldn't go in anywhere. We couldn't go into restaurants, bars, gyms, mm. nothing. We weren't allowed. Um, and we wouldn't do it anyway. Uh, you know, a lot of people were doing the fake cards. Rob and I just wouldn't do it. And so we were on tour. We were driving around the whole time. Uh, but when we went back and things settled down, life kind of went back to normal. And that's when every day we lived across from the Catholic Archdiocese in uh, Midtown East. Every day early on, I would go outside and I'd be like, there's like a line of three, four hundred, mainly like it looked like 20 year old people that I don't know where they're coming from, but they're waiting in line at the archdiocese. And I would come hmm. home every day after my coffee and say to her, what is going on across the street? At this point, I don't realize that they're busing people into Port Authority and they're taking them right to Catholic Charities. So I didn't know in the beginning 
that this was going on. And we live right in the area that they're coming in and then they're being processed because they were coming in. We lived in Midtown East near the UN. So they were coming in to either a Port Authority or Grand Central. Then they're being sent across. And one of the places was right this the archdiocese. So because well, Catholic charities and the UN are very involved in the Yeah, Mary O'Neill, General Flynn's sister, had told me many times that they're very involved. The Catholic yeah. social social charities. A lot of yeah. these so-called religious charities of many different colors are involved here because that's not really what they are. They're not that the funding is is where you got to go to see what they are because they can use those names as as fronts. Um, mm -hmm. But by the time we had had it. I will tell you that not only had we not known anyone at that point that had not either been jumped, had their their phone or their bag or something ripped off their arms or ripped out of their hands walking down the street in one of the one of the safest neighborhoods prior near the UN. Uh, but also um, there were people walking everywhere in every direction that were clearly not from New York. They were not there working. They were idle people. There was a huge influx of young men. And the saddest mm. part was we were near the Roosevelt Hotel, which is to me uh, exactly what is everything wrong with this. And and we have, I had a couple homeless friends, really good guys. They just wouldn't, they, I knew them over the years. One had schizophrenia and um, the other one was just a cool old guy, but he was, a, he, you know, they were, but they were my friends and I talked to them on the streets. They didn't, they would never take help, real proud guys, but they were the ones that were like, they're kicking people out of shelters. They're, they're, they're you know, every, all the services, they were like kicked out of getting services. And they kept telling me like, so, you know, they're, 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 that something's wrong. And then um, they opened the, they gave the Roosevelt, first of all, many hotels, not just the Roosevelt, sold our city out for hundreds of millions of dollars from the NGOs and other people and the government. But um, the Roosevelt Hotel was real bad. And, and there's lots of young pregnant women with a lot of little kids. And you know, if you watched me for a long time, I had a big, uh, I started way before my show talking about a lot of the child sex trafficking and, and pedophilia agenda in Hollywood and stuff. So for me, I'm seeing this and I'm, I'm, I'm just like, oh my mm. God, they have completely, uh, and it just got worse and worse. They were putting up tents all over and Roosevelt Island. And, and, you know, to me, they're weapon, they're, you're using these people as weapons as much as anything else. There's nothing mm. humanitarian about it. Mm. And at this point, these people are all, a lot of them are outside freezing in the freezing cold. Um, and the sadder part is there's a lot of vets and, and homeless citizens that were displaced first. So those people mm -hmm. too. And I had exposed a long time ago, yeah, like eight years ago, there was a program in New York City uh, and I, I did a lot of work on this Thrive New York City, a total con job, pretending to be money for the homeless and mentally ill, $800 million went missing from the de Blasio's. And I'll tell you what, New York already had a huge homeless and uh, drug ad drug addicted, um, mentally ill population before. So now it looks like cr it's insane and it's really very sad. And the Well, like I said, I, I know you got to go. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. It's Thank been you. great. You know, uh, I'm really happy that you came on and we got to I talk to you. It. And, uh, 
I appreciate it. And I want your audience to know that, um, again, uh, check me out. I have a show every single night. I have on way smarter people than me on Rumble and all other free speech platforms, uh, The Mel K Show, and also themelkshow.com. Again, free resource page. So everything I talked about today, there's something there. There's lots of good things to research. Great um, information about all the things I do with following the money and uh, certainly everything I do about um, the international banking cartel and I have the WikiLeaks drops there, all kinds of stuff. So uh, like I say, become uh, the Paul Revere of your neighborhood and your uh, local community. And the more you know, the more you can wake people up. Because honestly, mm-hmm. 2024 is about either you're with America or you're mm-hmm. against America. Absolutely. And that's how it is. That's right. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, thank, thank you, Bye-bye, guys. Okay.